Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from the Outer Rim Beacon. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Woo! What's up, everybody? You have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, far away. My name is Justin. I'm one of the hosts of the show. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh, and I got nothing funny to say. I did, My brain just totally <laughs> dumped. I don't know. Uh, nice. This is Kyle, and I actually had what is probably the best joke I've ever made in my life prepared to say today, but I don't want to embarrass Josh, so I'll just save it. Oh, I appreciate it. Time. <laughs> so you're just going to trump yeah, him I'll, when he, no, he just, pulls I'll out a lame joke it, next I'll just time. keep it in the bag for, for when he's on my level. I got you. I see what you're up to, Kyle. I see what you're up to. Well, we hope we uh, we hope you guys are having a, a great week. Uh, we're about to the middle of December here. Hopefully, the holidays are um, are not driving you too crazy yet. And uh, hopefully, you tune into this show and we can bring you a little bit of peace to your chaotic holiday madness. Uh, that's the hope here, anyway. So, um, if you do get a chance. Justin. Uh, yes, very true. If you do get a chance uh, over the holidays, make sure you talk with your family and friends and say, hey, I listened to this awesome podcast. It's called Outer and Beacon. You should check it out. Yeah, make sure and it's this one. And then send them over to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then you can catch our live streams on YouTube. Unless yeah. it's your drunk QAnon uncle, then I don't. don't. Yeah, don't tell them. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but the big Star Wars fan in your life, eh, steer him this way. We'd love to have him. Uh, we, we love emails. We love... Uh, some tweets, some questions, uh, trivia, if you will. Uh, we're pretty good at it. So, anyway, uh, we got a little bit of news and notes uh, going into this week. Andor, which just wrapped up, what it feels like forever ago now, even though it was like so a week sad. ago. <laughs> I'm ready for more. <laughs> Goes episodes. by quick. Um, Andor is now the highest rated Star Wars live action TV show uh, on Rotten Tomatoes Ooh. with a 96 percent score. That is impressive. Well, it was Kudos Andor. Very, very sick. So. I'm not surprised. I don't disagree with you. They are I'm really pushing it Galaxy on Hulu. Got, I know that too, because Hulu's got it are. for whatever a week or two. They've got the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. They are shoving mm-hmm. it down your throat. <laughs> uh, I did meet a gentleman in line at GalaxyCon that did not like Andor at all. What? It was <laughs> surely you just <laughs> no. That was my reaction too, and thought the writing was terrible. I'm not even like trolling. It. I'm not even trolling okay. you guys right now. Did you legit? immediately did you immediately <laughs> knee that guy in the balls? Like what the, what the hell? Like, well that's not yeah. even like You're wrong. What? Like, I hate that that like just that catch all the writing. What part? Yeah, like that's what? like did, that show did they was really say something well that didn't make any sense to you like was there I, was there some like part of the story that was confusing well, or so like one of his big hang-ups was the, the characters mean? one of his big hang-ups was the characters right like he couldn't fall in love with the candor uh, characters and or being one of them because you know his result already you know what happens at the end of of uh of rogue one but like he had mentioned the boyfriend of uh, Bix he in the beginning. He like, the prequels because we knew what happened to every he, single one of those guys. <laughs> Literally, um, okay, but, so wait, hold on. Everything, I don't like this guy. Everything except <laughs> the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy has been a prequel of some sort. Like, people where we know what happens to them later. 
Like he's just yeah. he just like hasn't liked anything since 1983. Like I, which is possible. <laughs> I didn't go that far down the rabbit hole, Josh. Um, but yeah, he just did not like. I think he said, and the boyfriend's a bad example because the boyfriend is a tertiary side character that you're not supposed to care about. Like he's in there just to. He's like, there for you to be like, uh, I hate this guy. Yeah, he's a narc. Exactly. And then you see him get shot and you're like, ha, that's what ha, you get. That's exactly the purpose. And and that's why I was like, okay, well, maybe you're not, you know, I didn't suggest to him, but I'm like, maybe you're focusing on the wrong characters in this show and not the right characters in this show. Well, but, if you're focusing on the one um, that died in the second episode, then, I mean, you kind of missed something. <laughs> that's the wrong character. <laughs> uh, but yes, absolutely uh, did not enjoy Andor at all. Loved Ooh, Obi-Wan. this man. Did not like Andor. And I, I hate the fact that... I, I don't like the fact that people compare the two shows because they're two completely different shows. Let's be honest. There's there's different characters. They're different storylines. There's different mantras about them, I think. And they, in their own way, have are beloved to different people like that like different styles or like different things. So I don't, I don't think one is better than the other when they're two different things. You're comparing apples and oranges. You know what I mean? Um you know, I think if you look at like some superhero movies that basically have the same plot points now versus superhero movies that we got back in the 90s, they were terrible. Like the writing was horrible, but they're essentially the same plot lines and the storylines, the acting, the characters, the, the, the stories got better as we aged. So I, I think if you're comparing Andor to Obi-Wan, you're kind of, you know. Why, yeah, do, why know, do they like, even fruit. need to be compared? They have nothing to do with each other. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. it doesn't even make sense. There's no point. Yeah. So that was a fun conversation that doesn't I had. sound fun. <laughs> while sitting in line for Ashley Eckstein at the con. But. You know, no, you know the fun part of it is he was talking to this guy. He's like, man, I can't wait to tell the guys this about this idiot. talk trash about this <laughs> That was exactly... Um, and part of me almost offered up like, hey, do you want to come on the show no. and tell us why you didn't want to do that? And then part of me was like... No, I better not do that because like this could get not do that. south real quick. But um, no, I mean, other than the other outside of that, uh, big fan of Ashley, big fan of Rosario. He's a nice guy. Um, you know, it was it was good conversation. So um, I'll have some more updates on Galaxy Con here in a minute. Um, let's dive into Jedi Fallen Order real quick, though, because we did get a trailer for this. Hell yeah. Uh, what? Yesterday, I think, is when the trailer dropped. Yeah. Trailer looks badass. Um, the game looks amazing. Um, and then it, I, I didn't see the release date for the game, March but they're 17th. Okay. So we're getting close. Um, they did Star Wars video games. Yeah. I mean, the, the main character <laughs> sitting is around a, playing is Star Wars video games. Um, we did get a, a new box set though. There's a special galaxy's edge, uh, saber set that you can buy that you can purchase it with like a, a pre-order of you know xbox ps5 or pc um comes with a different box that it was stored in like for when you go to galaxy's edge and you get the um legacy sabers it's a different box than those basic gray i don't know if you guys have seen this thing at all or not but it looks beautiful the case looks beautiful um and then you obviously you get a metal case version of the game um, and you get the pre-order, and I'm assuming you get all the like freebie stuff, the different outfits in, in the blaster or whatever that you could get with some of the other pre-orders. Uh, but this set is $299.99, so $300, you're looking at the game, a saber, 
and steel box and some bonus content. So it's it's a pretty good deal. I really like the game. I do not like Cal Kestis enough as a character to drop a couple hundred dollars on his sabers. Mm-hmm. Especially I since I'm cool. Yeah, but if you think about how I haven't bought any sabers, like that's well, not that's the one true. I'm going to start with. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's too much point. of a Boy Scout. Maybe he'll win me over this uh, this time by being well, a little bit more realistic. He, the Jedi, he was young enough when the Order fell to not be disillusioned and jaded yet. He's still a true believer. But he looks a little more grizzled and worldly um, in, in this second installment. Yeah, oh, yeah. no more I, Mr. I, nice I Guy. Not, mm. I didn't see any ponchos either. Yeah, pon- well, they, they heard no our ponchos. <laughs> they got rid of the ponchos. Some. Now he's... Although He's on the vest now. He, it, I think it's the same vest he was wearing at his job. We met him on a hundred years ago, so hopefully we get <laughs> some outfit the upgrades. I'm just gonna rock the vest now. Too cool for ponchos anymore. Um, yeah, his saber's kind of it's uh, right. basic, though. I didn't think there was anything. Well, it's like weird because you can customize it, it, so his saber can be mm-hmm. so many different things. I think the big thing with his was in at least in the trailer that you could see is he now has like little teeny tiny cross guards now at the bottom of him when he ignited it at one point. So I'm not a fan of the cross are, guards. People are freaking out about that. I'm not hater. a huge fan of the cross guards, but like, I do like I like the the like the the U like the fork thing on his like the you know the sheath around the where the blade comes out. Like I think that looks mm, pretty emitter. cool. Yeah. Yep. The emitter. Um, we have a little bit of news from our favorite company Hasbro. They, as part of the take home, the galaxy this week, they released a vintage collection, ATSD with Chewbacca. <sighs> and that thing is going for eighty nine ninety nine. Um, and then the Endor base with a carded rebel in biker scout apparel. And I can't remember the character's name. Rex it actually has a name. His name no, is, Rex. is not Rex. <laughs> it is not Rex. Um, he actually has a name and they put it with a card, but not Chewbacca with a card. So I'm a little Captain Rex is his name. I don't, uh, you have to Google it cause I can't remember it. It's, it's not Rex. It has another name, but, um, no, I, I'm a little surprised by the ATST with Chewie because the last time they released a, an ATST, it just did not stand up on its own. It had all kinds of problems. So, you, like mine, half the time when I had it on display was like leaning in a corner because I couldn't get it to stand up by itself. Um, now that I have a 3D printer, that might be a different situation. I could actually probably print a stand that could support it. But it just um, says Endor Rebel Commando Scout Trooper disguise. Oh, I thought he had a name with it. Maybe not. Okay. Um, and then the Endor base is literally like the doors. It's the front doors of the base with this biker stuff. <clears throat> the Endor $60. bunker, sir. The Endor bunker, <laughs> yes. I just so, haven't pulled up on the website right now. I did not pull the trigger on either of those. Hard pass. Um, $90. Yeah, no thanks, That is man. for one figure in a ATST that's probably going to fall over a lot. So... Caution. Supposedly, the character's name is Nick Sant. That's it. Thank you. Where is uh, that? I know he has a name. It's on, it's on uh, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was Rex. It's Rex. <laughs> it's I, so I would I would have bought that figure on its own, just because it's 
you know, not Rex. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't want the bunker, and I'm not paying the yeah. extra for it. No. And what you're going to find is a lot of people are going to buy this, keep the carded figure, and then sell the bunker or try to sell the bunker for dirt cheap, which... God knows wait, I wait want... Wait a while, people. You'll find them. God knows I want a uh, gray trapezoid. It's an exciting figure. <laughs> uh, you know, they're great for, like, diorama builders that don't really want to build their own or 3D print their own and just have somebody make it for them. But at the same time, like, there's been... There's people out there that 3D print this stuff already you that 3D make print it that you don't have to pay $60 yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's up to you. Still waiting on those Rebels figures, though, Hasbro. Yeah, Hasbro or, uh, can kiss you know, my butt right now with this stuff. Get a life, Hasbro. It's, it's expensive at this point. It's getting a little crazy. So uh, we got a new Bad Batch trailer. Um, These guys are looking awesome, to be too. the same stuff. Yep. Um, release date, one four twenty three. You're right. So just after the new year, we're going to get some new Bad Batch. Um, but I didn't see anything in the trailer that was different than what we had previously got um, of course i would say this i've only watched the trailer like once um i did not scrutinize it but um, i'm excited for bad batch i'm excited to see where the crew's at now is this the first um wide release of this trailer that we saw at celebration no it's so there's definitely i don't know if there's been another trailer since then it's definitely a different trailer than that because there was a character in this trailer that wasn't in the last one because I was like, <laughs> and the reason I remember it specifically is because the char- the actress or that's playing the character sounds like Wanda Sykes. Is it Wanda Sykes. It is Wanda yeah. Sykes. It is it is it Wanda Sykes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was and I, I mean, her I, her voice is I unmistakable. I would have remembered that if it happened in the trailer we saw at Celebration. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so excited for that. It does have those crabs at the beginning, though, that we definitely Mm -hmm. saw. Yeah, there's definitely stuff that we've. There's some of the same footage. Didn't we get to see like the first, like that whole scene basically with Omega and Tech on the ship, like she's fishing or something, and then the rest of them blew the mission and they're getting chased by the crabs and they had to like load up the ship and go yeah, rescue no, them. We did. Like yeah, we saw we did like that it. whole, we saw that and then they showed it off and then they showed the trailer like at the end of the, the panel, Gotcha. which yeah. had some of the same stuff in it as yeah. the clip we saw. Including, I, honestly, so- I was pretty sure it was Wanda. I just didn't, I didn't look it up before I said that. And I was like, if, <laughs> if I say it's Wanda and it's not, I'm gonna look like an idiot. Cause I, and I keep saying dumb things. So. <laughs> he didn't want it three weeks in a row yeah. to call us out and say, that's not Wanda. And then it really is Wanda. <laughs> no, I thought the trailer was cool because it had, um, our little, our little, um, uh, Wookiee Jedi friend. And we got a little Palpatine in there. It was good. Mm-hmm. Hunter scarfed up. He's really stepped up his like uh, outfit game. Yep, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, it like first season of Bad Batch. I was impressed. I actually enjoyed the characters, and as it went on, I just it it got a little bit more interesting. And now I'm kind of excited to see where we pick up and how far, how much later we're picking up. I think that's a big one. That that'll be an important thing. How much of a time jump is in there? Um. Lastly, uh, GalaxyCon. So we had GalaxyCon going on on um, December, what was it, the 2nd, 3rd, 4th? So it was, what past weekend. A um, lot of fun. It was it was good. I believe it was the first time GalaxyCon was in Columbus. Um, I, they've signed on a contract, I think, to do another four years. 
So it will be, it's, I think it was the biggest con that we've had in Columbus. Um, certainly bigger than what they used to do with like Wizard World. Um, overall though, impressions, it was, it was good. I didn't get to see much of the actual like floor. Um, I spent most of my time waiting in line. So like Saturday I was waiting in Rosario's line and then Sunday I was waiting in Ashley's line when I got done working at the tables and, um, it was good though. I mean, everybody was nice. Uh, lots of people, great costumes. I saw some really great, um, cosplay out there. Um, I got a, a I, we had a guy in, in that was trooping one day that had a great, cl- uh, command, uh, wolf, uh, cl- uh, clone commander wolf outfit. So I got a picture with him. I was like, dude, I didn't even know he had that one. So, um, it was good. But yes, Josh was absolutely right. Rosario Dawson, absolute, absolute gem of a, autograph photo celebrity thing to do so if you're at a con and she's there highly recommend it yeah highly highly recommend it yeah i was glad to see um her and ashley like take some pictures together and post them Mm -hmm. and i was like maybe this will shut up some of the people that are whining that's not my ahsoka yeah Yeah. stop it people they're all Um, ahsoka but uh, the, uh, I will say, though, uh, real real missed opportunity with not having a photo op with the two of them. But I think just because they mm-hmm. were doing all the Kevin Smith stuff um, or the, the clerks stuff. But hopefully we'll, we'll get that at the next U.S. celebration. Um, bit of good news. I did ask Ashley if she was going to be at C2E2. She said yes. She just signed, had just signed the contract that day yeah, or they, the day I was before. Say, they've announced her. Yep. Um, so she will be there. I did ask if they were going to do any more of the, um, the kind of the joint. Yeah, the breakfasts. Um, I said we were, you know, we were at um, celebration and we got to do that, and and it was a great opportunity. She's like, I thought. I, she's like, you kind of look familiar. The cool so guy thing sure to do would have just everybody to be just to wear the t shirt and not say anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, just. But yes, I did say, you know, that was a great event. We absolutely loved it. It was super cool to just, you know, get some good Q&A going on. I said the food was fantastic. Um, the guest hosts were were phenomenal. Um, she said the company that does put those on is also doing C2E2. So there may be an opportunity there at C2E2 for that. Um, and then hopefully at future events, they'll be doing more of those. So well, we talked about your doing eyes. a, uh, outer rim beacon trip to C2E2. We need to maybe make yep. that happen. Yes. So yeah. keep your eyes peeled at that. If you're going to be going to some cons and, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. We had a blast at it. Um, and it, again, the, the price and what you get out of it is, um, just amazing. So. Anyway, well, let's dive into what we're really here to talk about. Let's dive into some Tales of the Jedi. And we put this on the back burner because we had so much going on with Andor and covering that every week. We kind of, was a lot to do Andor and Tales of the Jedi. There's too much content. So much content. So we put Tales of the Jedi on the back burner, let it marinate a little bit, let it simmer, if you will. Um, And then we thought we'd come back to it here. So... Um, Tales of the Jedi, six episodes, um, three of them with, with, uh, featuring Ahsoka, the other three featuring Count Dooku's story. Um, they're titled Life and Death, Justice, Choices, The Sith Lord, Practice Makes Perfect, and Resolve. And the timeline of this is, is interesting because it jumps from 
Ahsoka in the Life and Death episode to the three straight Dooku episodes, and then it finishes up with the last two Ahsoka episodes. And I'm assuming this was due to the timeline order of everything that happens from basically Ahsoka's birth all the way through Revenge of the Sith, Order 66, etc. They all kind of fell right in line with those things that were happening. So um, a lot of your... Uh, the directors for most of these, um, Nathan Villanueva, we've mentioned his name many times before, Saul Ruiz, um, Charles Murray directed Choices Episode 3, um, Saul Ruiz was on The Sith Lord and Justice, um, we had, um, who else? I Actually, he directed like one, two, three, four of them, Yeah, I believe. He's a, he's a so, pro, he's been around the block, he did a bunch of Clone Wars, a bunch of Bad Batch, bunch of Rebels, same with... Like Nathaniel having all these Villanueva. familiar names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, character names. Uh, in the very first one, Pofti was played by Janina Gavankar, who plays Aiden Versio from Battlefront. Um, you know, Vanessa Marshall was in one of them as the uh, Village Elder uh, in that. the Dooku episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey Burton, who's played Dooku before, Michael Richardson in as Qui-Gon Jinn, as a young Qui-Gon Jinn. Young Qui-Gon um, looked a lot like Quinlan Voss to me. A little bit. The hair, like style, the, kind of, yeah, the like hair, kind of yep. similar build. Yep. Uh, Kiata Mundi in one episode was played by Brian George, Mace Windu, TC Carson was reprising that character role. Uh, the fabulous Ian McDermott was back as Darth Sidious, along with Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon. We had the uh, incomparable Bryce Dallas Howard as Yaddle. Love Bryce. Um, we had uh, Flo DeRee as Jocasta New in Episode 4. And then as we get into 5 and 6, which is back to the Ahsoka story and a more mature Ahsoka, you get Ashley Eckstein, Matt Lanter, D. Bradley Baker, James Arnold Taylor. Um, All four of you them. Know, usual suspects. And then uh, in Resolve, you get Phil Lamar back as Bail Organa. Uh, the Inquisitor, though, in that episode was played by Clancy Brown. I thought his voice is always fun to listen to as a, as a bad guy. And then um, the village brother was Brighton James, who was actually Richie from Family Matters. <laughs> um, I don't know if y'all remember Richie from Family Matters. Do you remember he was like just a little child back yeah, then? He's now that's crazy. Yeah, um, he was the village brother, and then the village sister was uh, played by Dana Davis. So, solid cast of characters. Uh, Clancy Brown's been around the block too. He's been Savage. Mm -hmm. He's been. um, I want to say he was Ryder in in uh, Mm -hmm. in Rebels, and he was the he was that guy in the the in the thing (laughs) in the Mandalorian episode. He was. Whatever the friggin' horned guy <laughs> that when they uh, oh, broke yes, when they broke yes, the, the Devaronian out, uh, out of the oh yeah 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 yes, thing. yes yeah he was also um guy. from live action he's been in Shawshank Redemption he was one of the he's uh, a guard prison right? guards yeah. yep and then he was in Starship Troopers oh, nice. uh, I believe he was like the recruiting officer or something doesn't get blown up by like a grenade I think um no one's ever watched and then that. he's also in invincible the animated show on amazon prime it's a good show. it is good it comic. is yeah um so he's been everywhere clancy brown has done millions of things so i still need him on my way that, print i need his autograph if anybody runs into him send it my way <laughs> i'll be on the lookout i'll see where he's popping I up need next him as so. savage. 
Um, we have the way that we kind of talked about breaking this down is we were going to go through the three Ahsoka episodes, um, and then dive into the three Dooku episodes. Um, let's start right at off a the high bat, level with, can we, can we say, which did we prefer? Did we like the, did we like the yeah, Ahsoka uh, yeah. arc better or the, they called it paths. Did we like the Ahsoka path better or the Dooku path better? Dooku. Dooku. Me too. It was just some, it was more like new information. It was more interesting. All the Ahsoka, I guess the Ahsoka when she was a baby stuff was like all new, but it was not that cool, unfortunately. <laughs> like not to be a jerk about it, but it just wasn't awesome. Uh, cuter baby, Ahsoka or Rhoda the Hut? Justin. Don't, Stinky. Don't be, if you're going <laughs> to ask or Grogu. be serious. I, I or say Ahsoka, Ahsoka yeah. number one for me. Mm. Josh, uh, here we'll, we'll do Ahsoka and Grogu, which is your, which is cuter baby. Yeah, you, I gotta stay loyal, you know. Gotta stay loyal. So Grogu, so- got Ahsoka. it. Okay. Well, also Ahsoka. Grogu's a fifty-year-old man, so <laughs> yeah. to call him a baby <laughs> is ridiculous. Fifty-year-old man, baby. <laughs> He's just short. Um, okay. Yeah. And and I think I was the only one in that panel um, at celebration. I don't. You guys were not there, and I was. We got to basically watch that whole first episode, and I was like, "Oh my god! I just witnessed the birth of Ahsoka, like Baby Ahsoka. This is so cool." Um, but yeah, the animation of this, both of them so in general, was beautiful. It looked really, really nice. Um, yeah, music is on point. Uh, animation style was fantastic. There was um, one thing that I thought looked not awesome. Does anybody what was that? have a guess? The tiger. Yeah, it was. That tiger, the saber-toothed mm-hmm. tiger thing that they never had, gave a name. They called the they called the deer-looking like prey animals, they called them kaibucks, but they never gave a name to mm-hmm. the, the tiger thing. But yeah, he looked a little rough. Like hit, I know fur is tough, especially with the kind of like minimalist animation they do, but he had all these sharp points on him. He just didn't look as smooth and nice as everything else. But it, it really did look pretty otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like those kaibucks, though. I'm uh, Sorry, I'm just like jumping into the no, middle of the episode, this first episode. But so after she's born or whatever, which is, it's like a cool, it, it's nice to see the Togrutas have this like cool little community, right? They're more of like, they're definitely not a city. They're not primitive either. Like they are a full blown civilization, but they're like a, a commune, a community. Uh, they're not like, um, I don't know, a big city or anything. Right. Yeah. It was, it, it was interesting. You know, you see like the, the like simplistic stuff, but then mm-hmm. you, like if you pay attention, they still have droids and such. Yeah. So. so you can tell it's like intentional, like they're living that way on purpose, not because they don't have the ability to whatever, have those modern conveniences. But yeah. I liked that the, the birth of Ahsoka was a huge, like community event. The whole little village was so excited and, you know, celebrating it or whatever. And we meet her, her father, knock ill and her mother, Pav T uh whatever they're like nice enough to agree to people sure but uh, anyway this like uh we were talking about that tiger and they because i guess when a togruta baby is over a year old you take them out on a hunt i don't know like they didn't thoroughly explain why this is tradition but apparently it's like 
potentially a little outdated because the father, the dad, the husband, however you're looking at that, he was like, whatever, you're going to do this, this silly thing. And, but she takes her out on this hunt and she is kind of teaching her about, you know, the value of life and, and not fearing death because it's just part of, you know, how everything works. And I thought that was really cool, but they didn't give that tiger a name. I did not think that was cool as our <laughs> resident zoologist. Uh, but they did have those kaibuck that they were hunting, which I thought were super cool. They were sort of like they had these goat faces and beards and horns, but they also looked like deer and they kind of stood up on their hind mm-hmm. legs. And she ruthlessly murdered it's one. That's uh, what Yoda rides in Clone Wars. He's on a kaibuck. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Go back, watch the first, the. the the original the Clone, Clone Wars, Wars thing, yeah. the Gendi. Oh yeah, he's yeah, on a, yeah, yeah. He's on a Kaibuck. Um, but yes, it's uh, it's the same thing. So, um, but no, they were done really well. They look beautiful. Um, yeah, but I, mean, I like the I I like the lesson behind it though, Kyle. I like what you're you were alluding to. Like, she's wanting to take Ahsoka out on this traditional hunt. Yeah, I wasn't um, clear on if that was like part of the lesson of the hunt every time, or if that was something just like. Ahsoka's mom felt was important, but either way, she was like right. teaching her to value and honor life, and and mm-hmm. you have to face death, don't fear it. Which I think those are things that Ahsoka, whether it was because of her mother or because Anakin was teaching her similar stuff, but she, um, you know, kind of carried that with her for ever. I would say as long as we know her, mm-hmm. anyway. Yep. Till she falls to the dark side in this upcoming um, series, obviously. Uh, I'm not super mm-hmm. upset about it. You know, stop. That would be <laughs> like an actual tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, like everything that we've seen so far, um, with uh, Togruta prior to this kind of, I think it leans itself to think that maybe they're a matriarchal society because like every notable um, character of that race in Star Wars, I think for the most part has been uh, female. And so then I think that was kind of maybe not directly like the the village, like the the wise village elder is a woman. And then like mom's mm-hmm. the one taking her out on the her like ceremonial hunt. Gantika um, was that woman's name, the medicine yeah. woman or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call her shaman Gantika. type deal. So mm-hmm. I thought that was uh, and it kind of it's interesting. The um, I think in our uh, our real world thoughts and feelings, uh, it's always like the Jedi going to get people, uh, get kids is kind of like a little weird, even though we know that it's yeah. like okay or whatever. Ish. It's okay ish. Yeah. And it, um, this, uh, the like, oh, she's a Jedi, and it kind of being like a positive thing, um, it, it mirrored what they said um, about the character from the High Republic when they were. That was uh, Togruta. I can't remember the name though. The, she she died. Oh, she bites it. Well, she was yeah. in the High Republic, so they they take those suckers out left and right. Yeah, but, but it, they, there was oh no, you know what? It was the um the 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 lead. Not not I'm not not the not the Jedi who died, but the the leader. And when they were talking about uh talking about her and talking about uh. The, their their culture they were saying like you know we don't trust the republic but we 
we do trust like we do have a good relationship you know with the jedi and like being sent away to be a jedi is like a is like an honorable thing and even though we we're not part of the republic and we're kind of isolation isolationist and kind of keep to ourselves, we still think that that's like a thing worthy of you know of being a part mm-hmm. of yeah and it, cool. in the, the and mirrored here you know in the gathering they say a similar thing about uh gungi gungi I can't remember how they pronounce it. Gunji. Gunji. Yeah. yeah. But who like who Gunji, but. Uh, seems like we're about to see here in about a month in the Bad Batch. Um, but it, they say something like, oh, a, a Wookiee, um, your tribe must be so proud. Like it, it was an honor to a lot of um, right. societies to have a, a Jedi youngling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty um, much the, the long of the short of that first episode when they're out on that hunt, they get attacked by the big saber tooth tiger and yep. uh, Ahsoka, it runs off with Ahsoka and she kind of like connects with it similar to Grogu and the Rancor slash Mudhorn. Well, I guess he didn't really connect with the Mudhorn. He just kind of lifted that up, but the Rancor, right. uh, and, <laughs> and then Mando killed it. <laughs> yeah. And then she ends up riding this saber tooth tiger thing back into the village and, mm-hmm. Mom takes her off and the tiger thing leaves and mm-hmm. they figure she is a Jedi to be. Yes. Um, I didn't actually get any audio out of the first one. There really wasn't a lot yeah. to go yeah. from. And actually the Togruten language, there was, I mean, it, they didn't translate not, it. There's either. no they basic with some, it. There's no translate. They said so. some stuff with in, in Togruten and didn't really. <laughs> Translate. Yeah. yeah. If I played that, y'all would be like lost right now. So it wasn't too much. I didn't to get it. Anything. I think it was mostly just let's see a cute baby Togruta, and then let's say show that like these lessons about the value of life and the necessity of death are something that mm-hmm. um, have been a part of her since she was a baby. Yep. It was uh, interesting to see them use. Uh, like projectile weapons for hunting. And they were so primitive. Of, they they were clearly <clears throat> like hunting weapons, you know, as opposed yeah. to the military style weapons we see. Well, mm-hmm. the military carry. <laughs> Pretty much everyone. Yeah, else, we, really. um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, the, ep- the first episode was really kind of standalone in, in Ahsoka's story. And then the latter two really blended together with, going from her training at the Jedi temple to where we find her at the end of the clone wars. Yeah. Again, um, in order 66 and Rex again, the second episode, it was, it was, uh, it was like cute thematically. We, we catch her. We start off with her as like the youngest of Padawan that we ever see her. She's got one lightsaber. She's got the original outfit she wore when she first met Anakin and she's fighting off the, the droids um, that have her surrounded that are supposed to simulate the battle droids. And then Anakin Mm -hmm. upgrades her to the um, having the troopers shoot at her and they start, and then they start in the phase one armor and they're shooting her on stun from all around and they take her out in like a couple shots. And then, you know, it time jumps again and she's in her later outfit and she's got two sabers and the clones are in their phase two armor and she's lasting for five minutes or whatever. And then, you know, we see how that directly translates to her surviving order 66, which I did think that was Mm -hmm. like, 
she learned this lesson and Anakin explained to her, like, of course you can beat the droids. Everyone beats the droids. That's like, it's a baby thing for the babies to do. Like, it's too easy. <laughs> I need you to, I need yeah. you to like actually survive because this is life and death. So I want, I need a real challenge. Uh, and they stun her over and over and over and over and over and over <laughs> for apparently years. <laughs> years she did this yeah. exercise but then you know this skill that she learned from anakin saved her life in order 66 um so yeah. even though he had fallen to the dark side he still saved her mm-hmm. there at the end in a way um yeah that was like sort of it that was like the whole thing yeah right can mm-hmm. can we talk about the like two or three small but kind of lazy continuity errors in this episode. Well, she did meet Jesse there. Well, so um, who had uh, known one her, like in, in season seven, he was one of the ones who had, was supposed to have known her for so long. I did like that. Yeah, that's not an error. No, so no, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, so one, uh, Obi Wan has long hair, and then the, this is supposed to be at, uh, before we see him. Or it's supposed to be after he already had short hair, like immediately following. Like he has his episode two hair in this, and he should have his episode three hair. Does that make sense? What if that first that first time we see her was before Ahsoka actually got assigned to? Nope, that wouldn't make sense because then he no. already talked to her right after that. Yep, wrong yeah. hair. I think you're right. Um. Mm-hmm. She in that episode with Master Sanube, it's like they've never met each other, yet he's training her. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Caleb Doom when she meets Kanan, they've never met each other, but Kanan's like watching her, like, "Oh, look at her!" And, I had um, that down too. That Kanan, that Caleb Doom was in the background, which like cool that he was oh, there. But- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was like, oh, look at her, brother. Here we no, he was still just a little youth. <laughs> I know, but I can't talk about Caleb Doom and not do the, do the really, really bad macho man it. impression. He was a ute. But yeah, um, I, I yeah. had that written down too. What Did did Kanan know Ahsoka when they met? I'm pretty sure not. No. Which, no. Uh, you would have remembered the like orange Togruta girl flipping and spinning around, I think. I that, mean, there was like... 10 people in that high school gym. Yeah. Like, it was be not real. A like, house. Yeah. <laughs> you would have known everybody's name in that high school gym where he would have been asking Deba Balaba, like, oh, what's her name? Oh, who's that guy? Oh, who's yeah. that? Like, I think we're, here. I think we're riding high and getting a little lazy. Yeah. Um, here with some of this stuff. Yeah. But I think it's, it seems like the tales of the Jedi are just like sort of a thematic thing. And we're kind of throwing the details to the wind uh and i think we're gonna probably address that in this next episode unless there's anything else to say about practice makes perfect no i I think you covered everything the only thing i loved was that we all know anakin was reluctant to take on a padawan in the beginning but i loved watching just in these this one episode basically his evolution of look, I can't protect you all the time. The The most fatherly thing I can do is teach you how to protect yourself, um, you know, at the end there. And he goes, at least to cover anything with a blaster anyway. And and, and it's not just about battle droids. He's, what does he say? Like, if you can handle Rex and the boys, you can handle anything, at least with a blaster. And he's, he's right, because they didn't always come up against just droids. Mm-hmm. They came up against villagers and, and other groups that just didn't like the Republic that shot at them anyway. So... 
I think it was uh, as reluctant as he was to be her teacher. He still found it uh, kind of in a fatherly way to say, look, I, you know, I can teach you how to protect yourself to make sure that you're safe as well. Well, I know that um, this whole episode was essentially a training montage and there is definitely a yes. sect of this <laughs> fandom that really wants, especially women to have a training montage to ensure that they're actually qualified to be tough and or badass. I, so that has to check a lot of boxes for a lot of people out there. I'm sure. I do have to play this first clip though, because I found this part hilarious. And this was the first time that Ahsoka gets tagged by Rex and the boys. Don't worry, Rex. She'll wake up. That's it. Come on. You'll get used to it. Wake up. You'll get used to it. Mm. <sighs> How long was I out? An hour. An hour? Yeah. Jesse really tagged you. Sorry, Commander. Come on. Let's go again. <laughs> Just love Jesse. <laughs> Sorry, Commander. <laughs> like, who later on we know Jesse is, is, is part of that 332nd group, but yeah, I just thought that was pretty entertaining to have there so uh yeah so kyle let's talk about episode three here of the ahsoka arc which was um this was resolve and we open with basically ahsoka attending uh padme's funeral yeah this was my Um, favorite part of the ahsoka path was all this stuff with her at padme's funeral which one it's awesome to know that she was for sure there i think in my mind like Mm -hmm. I wanted to believe she that she been was there. there for, but um, we saw that, and Bale, Bale was there with Mon, who Mon is so hot right now, off the heels of her Andor fame. Um, <laughs> and he he saw her in that the Mon, in the crowd so there hot right now. Um, but I I really liked all that stuff with Bale giving her the calm, and then uh, she's hiding, and he's talking to the troopers. Like he's ostensibly talking to the troopers, but he's really talking to her. Um, uh, and and you can tell that she's like she's lost so many people now. Uh, she buried all those clones. Like we can tell because Rex is there. She's in her same gear from season seven. They You're essentially the came directly from burying the whole three hundred thirty second to this funeral. Uh, I could see where she's like very much done with fighting and death and losing people. Uh, so she's totally out of it right now. Um, mm-hmm. But Bale still knows like they need her and she's a valuable asset and he gives her this calm and, and, um, and he's talking to these troopers. You might have this clip, but he says, I do have this actually. They, it's easy. Yeah, to here, hold on yeah, one yeah, second. Yeah, here. Senator Organa of Alderaan. That's right. I'm afraid no one's allowed back here, Senator. Imperial orders. Forgive me. It's easy to get lost with all that has happened. Still, we have a duty, don't we? An obligation to uphold. These dudes are like, what the hell are you talking about, man? We'll have to escort you back to the procession, Senator. I understand. And if you should ever need anything... Please contact me. I like how the audio switches from directly with his conversation to the two troopers to what you hear from Ahsoka's vantage point, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a little quieter, a little muffled and further away. Um, they did a really nice job with that. But yeah, he these two troopers are just like, 
what is he talking about? And then after he walks away and they kind of turn in, you can see them both kind of like shrug like this mm-hmm. and uh, they just kind of escort him back in. But yeah. Bale's good people though. He's slick like that. I like it. He's always fighting the good fight right there. Till yeah. The end. He's, he's saying this is just about to get started. Mm-hmm. Like you, this is now not the time. Well, to, he's like, seen the writing fighting. on the wall for a while. You know, he's mm-hmm. known what's about to go down. So uh, yep. he's, he's in it for the long haul. But yeah, then mm-hmm. we cut ahead, to, Josh. Oh, sorry. You had something, Josh. Oh no! I, well, I was gonna say I, I still like to think in my head, Canon, that that deleted scene where they're plotting the rebe- rebellion before Padme dies is is mm-hmm. Canon, even though it's you know technically yeah. a deleted scene. Yep. You know what I'm Go talking ahead, about? Go. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, okay. where they're in the like they were in her room, right? Yeah. Padme's yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I wish it never yeah. gotten cut. I, uh, that's some of like the best stuff to me, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then we we cut to a very, very, very abridged version of, you know, a portion of the events of the Ahsoka (laughs) novel that came out, geez, it's been five or six years ago now. Uh, It's been a little while. Was that 16, 17? Yeah. When that came out, maybe? But they did these characters a little dirty, didn't name a single one of them, even though they have full out, fully fleshed names, backstories, sexual preferences, like a whole on thing. Uh, you got zero of it. I get it. The whole episode's like 18 minutes long, but, um, so we just see that she's in hiding, working some fields on some, whatever remote planet, um, and finds herself amongst like what seemed to be decent people. And then of course, one, one bootlicker turd, (laughs) what what were you going to say, Josh? Uh, two things. So, um, I think the the other thing that was making the rounds, and I wasn't aware because I don't remember because I listened to that book so long ago, but apparently those characters were people of color, too, and so they made them, you know, white for the Oh, I, th- I felt like they were people of color in, in the show. I, I mean, maybe they were just tan white people, and I misunderstood, but I, th- I it thought was probably they looked pigmented. Like a gray area, like it was just enough that you could view it either way i think some people I think it's fair to say yeah. they definitely and didn't lean into it i don't exactly. know i don't exactly. know what the details were to like say one way or another and also like as a white guy i don't like if someone feels like someone was a black character and they and then that now they're not like i don't I, it's not like not my argument to make because i i don't yeah. know you know but i i also don't remember but and then the other thing is, I knew that guy was a turd right from the beginning because he was mean to the droids. Just it's like I said, away. if you're <laughs> mean to the droids, of the time. the telltale dead sign. Giveaway. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I w- all yeah, I was, was saying, the- Josh, is that I I had not heard that complaint, and when I watched it, because I knew they were people of color in the novel. I've I read it twice. I listened to mm-hmm. it once, or I read it once. I listened to it once. Um, I thought they were. I just they looked like they were to me so yeah i'm sorry that that upset some people no didn't think it it is but you're right kyle it is very much an abridged version of Mm -hmm. that story and it left out key details of those characters and the two like caden and miara lardy were the two that that you're referencing here but here we get a sister and a brother um i believe in the book she did have a um one of them had a i thought a boyfriend it wasn't caden it was i think miara one of them or one of the boys was interested in her, but he was also a big, uh, and I thought he was the one that actually turned him in. 
which plays into the brother in this episode turning them in and being that guy. But yeah, they um, just consolidated yeah. a bunch of stuff. Um, <clears throat> I'm not nearly as mad at it as I think a lot of people were because they did hit some high notes. And I think the novel still exists. And I don't think one. So to me, like I think of Star Wars as like, um, it's like a spoken word type of um, like a verbal history, you know, like an oral history. Mm -hmm. And so these variations are just because stories are being told by different people in different settings. And so like C-3PO told, retold the entire story of the original trilogy to the Ewoks. The story he told is going to be different than the story we saw subtly. You know what I mean? So mm. the story in the book and the story we saw in Tales of the Jedi, to me, they're the same. And neither one is true or untrue. They're just different perspectives of the same thing. And if you told the whole story of the novel in whatever eight minutes like they did on this show because half of it was her and bail um right so you would have come up with something very similar to what you got in this you know i i but Mm -hmm. i'm also i like to default to if there's a way to not be irritated by it then let's do that yeah agreed i i think that uh my interpretation of of that piece of it like people being upset with it not it either contradicting or just not covering everything that was in the book is i i think it's well one i think i think the idea of like that we used to have of like levels of canon and then like the revelation that george was like well the only thing i really consider star wars is the movies like everything Mm -hmm. else is fan fiction i mean he didn't say that but he pretty much said that you know a little bit yeah and 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 i like i think that left a sour taste in people's mouth and and then disney came in and said that like we were going to have like a unified cohesive canon where everything Mm -hmm. mattered so like having them come in and make this thing that directly contradicts you know directly or indirectly contradicts or leaves out stuff from the book just kind of feels like it's like oh you said you weren't going to do that thing that george did and now you're doing it um mm-hmm. i didn't you know. and maybe i don't remember some of the details of the book enough i just didn't really consider it contradictory i yeah. considered it abridged like very very like abridged. story interpretation it was just like the high notes like to me what we got was Ahsoka was hiding out on this planet as a farmer, essentially a harvester, really. Uh, Mm -hmm. She used the force to save a friend, coworker, even though she was trying to be incognito. She got caught. Uh, One of the two people that saw her reported her and inquisitor came and she murked the inquisitor and (laughs) pretty easily and took his lightsaber yeah no, i know i think it's i, mean, I think it's a lot of like smaller a details a lot of smaller details and then i think obviously if there's people that think that they whitewashed characters then that's yeah that's not a good like look. that's gonna add some no. some yeah. issue to it i feel like maybe i feel like maybe one of the characters was lgbt too and yeah and, i think because the the one the female 
the sister, uh, she had a little crush on Ahsoka, who's going by Ashla, if I remember. Or she maybe had a little girlfriend, too, at some point. So the, so that's but, I think yeah. that's the thing is like you're omitting details that maybe don't matter to the condensed version of the story. But then when you're a member of a marginalized group and they they decide to omit that you're like it's like taking away that care like taking away. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had this character and you're taking it away. Even though I, even, do, they, I do, that's understand what they said that. was it was supposed to be canon. That is supposed to right. be the person that was written in there. That is supposed to be by the book, and then now you come out with this, and it's a different interpretation. Yeah, of and I'm not, I'm not same yeah. characters. Well, I do and understand I'm not saying that, so. and I. But the the counterpoint would be that the the book does still exist and is still canon, and I. It would have. Do you been want to re- know what Dave's quote is? It would have been really hard to work in her sexual preference into that short of a time eight, and have it make minutes, sense yeah. to me. Uh, I mean, I, I guess they could have added a whole other character and, and some quick little thing, but I wonder if they would have made Dave's. her be like a little flirty with Ahsoka at one point when they're like co-conspiring. Mm-hmm. If that would have, you know, so Dave's quote is it's based on the same outline i gave public for i gave for publishing the novel it's always the same story it was always the same story so I, so i yeah, think what i, I think you know what i think i think what it is is that it's is i don't think that there was any ill intent on the things that they condensed but it maybe it was also careless to maybe a little bit careless on the writer's part to like mm-hmm. the thing you know cuz you know straight white guys probably not thinking about like, oh, uh, how, you know, these characters are light enough that maybe they're not black. And, and, and we, we, uh, we took out, we unintentionally, you know, took out the romance angle. Well, and well, taking out the romance angle also like kind of technically strips her of her, uh, LGBT identity, you know, that, so Mm -hmm. I, like, I don't think that there was any ill will, but that's, um, way it came off. Yeah. That's way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I gotcha. I gotcha. And I, I, I mean, you can see it both ways, and it's going to be one of those things that's. Yeah, I agree. I, under, uh, I don't want to say divisive, I, but it, it's, it's out there now, and it's, it's going to potentially yeah. have their feelings hurt or whatever. But I also agree that I don't think anyone had any kind of malicious intent. Yeah, or no, same. Any desire me, me, to remove me those uh, yeah. things or anything like that. Right. So. Yeah. Right. Um, I will say the uh, stepping kind of back into it, man. They finally give us like the coolest looking Inquisitor they've ever made, <laughs> only just to murk him and after like two, smoked two minutes. Him barehanded yeah. in like I mean, at least seconds, it was a, man. <laughs> at least it was Ahsoka that killed yeah. him. But God, he man, did do I the cool thing that, where he drug his lightsaber across the ground. Though that's always so ba. There's well, no that, way to that, not look cool that, doing that. Mm-hmm. Like bird mm-hmm. plague doctor yeah, mask did thing look like that a he had. Doctor oh, mask. It was dope. maybe we'll get like a a, a he story backstory. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the only thing I couldn't figure out is like she lops his head off and then all of a sudden it turns into a prune or a raisin and like shrivels up, but his body doesn't. His body just sits there. So I'm you like, what know. was his head made magic. of? Was it just like gas? It's only the Sith now. Or like, <laughs> you get your head cut off. It just, that's what happened with Maul. He got cut off at the half, so everything, you know, stayed that's okay. If he'd gotten work, his head cut his off, it would have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been over if his head got cut off, but well, you know, lower half of the body, you're good. Zombie you're rolls good, for so. you right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, super cool uh, Inquisitor, though. Yes. Um, and Clancy Brown, for the short 
period that he was a Sith Inquisitor did an excellent job with it, I thought. So it was cool. Well, let's dive into um, Dooku, episodes one, two, and oh, three. Oh, God, I forgot here. we had Dooku to do stuff. This, See? Yeah, I told you. so we're, we're taking so Dooku, long. Dooku had some great content in it. Yeah, this was good stuff. Um, this opens up with a young, Love it. Yep, we got young Qui-Gon. We had it. young Dooku with no beard and no goatee. Mm-hmm. Like, he had nothing going on Just here. Just a hero's chin um, out there. <laughs> yes um and we we see a very uh, i don't want to say different because he, he was still inquisitive still questioned things even as a young jedi um i will say this arc made me hate mace windu even more because he was as if i quite needed the a reason nugget. as it right as if i needed more reason He's um just this that whole Boy second Scout episode was in toe the line follow the rules and do whatever I got to do to get the job. He's the worst. Ugh. I mean, he just throw and, anyone. And he under basically the bus. contradicted himself in that second episode. Um, when Dooku questions him about the Jedi and he straight up says, well, we just good thing. We've got the council to reside Gross. over us and blah, blah, blah. Gross. But in the beginning of the episode, he says, well, we're here to serve the Republic and blah, blah, blah. So you're saying you follow the Republic. Well, and then at the end, he's like, well, we, the Senate doesn't decide that the council does. Well, he was on. And it was the like, you just, then. yeah, it was like, no, no, no. You just contradicted yourself at the, like, what are you doing? Well, just goes so, to show you when I'm in the club, <sighs> of course I want the club to be in charge. He's the worst. Forget this guy. Mm-hmm. There was yeah, tons of good um, stuff in this in this uh, Dooku path, though. Like uh, him becoming disillusioned with the Jedi Order and the um, uh, the Republic Senate. Like it's it's good stuff. And him like being frustrated with these senators taking advantage of their position and taking advantage of their people, uh, which is like the through line of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. I love it. I, I mean, I hate it because these guys are terrible and it's like too real to even talk about, but uh, it was great stuff. And you, <laughs> it like, I've always felt like Dar- um, Dooku is a very relatable bad guy. Like he's fighting for, yes, he is the main big bads apprentice, but his intent, he was also duped. You know what I mean? Like his intent yeah, he, is you- there. This a hundred percent. This this arc shows you that he, even though he, you know, he jumped ship, he was doing it for the right reason. He was doing it because he was disillusioned yeah. by how dysfunctional the government yep. and the Jedi were. Yep. Although he, it you, makes you feel for him more. Yeah, you do see, and this isn't necessarily a problem, but you do see, even in this first episode, he is quick to threaten. And he did he pulled out like, that force a, choke, baby. And, and, and well, and even <laughs> yeah, even did. before that, like he's he's like, oh, uh, I'm going to negotiate by setting my lightsaber on the table, so you know what's up. And then like he, you <laughs> yeah, know, he he, he draws he his lightsaber first when they're yeah. getting ready to fight. You know, he's he's definitely a little aggressive. He's, yeah, we're talking. He's, the, good he's faith, kind of the start of us, so you know. I've got this laser sword right here that I could chop yeah. everyone's head off with. He's the start of this line of like uh, kind of rebellious uh, Jedi, and it just kind of escalates as you know he's mm-hmm. he's rebellious and he leaves, and then you have like uh, you have Qui Gon who's basically like you know the gray Jedi guy, and then you know Obi Wan uh, is a little bit of a rule follower, but ends up defying the council and doing his own thing too, and then Anakin's the 
Anakin is Anakin, you know? It just so. kind of s- starts with Dooku yeah. and goes down the chain. And yeah. it, it was fun to see. And I'm going to say this because I called this like, you know, like in uh, Solo, when you see the little clip of Maul at the end and he's talking to Kira and he pulls out the lightsaber, it's a power flex move. Like, that's all. It's yeah, the I'm in charge. He's not even in the same room. And he just pulls out the saber, like, look, I don't care where you're at. I'm the guy in charge. And you're right, Josh. Dooku gets into this meeting and, and there's this, this elderly woman at the table. And he's like, she's just kind of talking crap to him. And he's like, uh, yeah, so I'm a Jedi and we're here to resolve this situation. Here's my lightsaber. You're going to listen to me. And it's a power flex move. That's what it is. And I, I absolutely loved that when he pulls that out. I, and in that scene, his face was like underlit too. It was like so dramatic. <laughs> yes. Well, he is. Yep. He is dramatic in general. He is dramatic. Uh, he's true. up there with Anakin Skywalker in that regard too. Um, but <laughs> I, I think this little, these three episodes showed how he and Qui Gon were kind of, and it makes sense because Qui Gon was his Padawan. And he learned a lot from him, and you know, I'm sure he influenced his perspective. But they were kind of two different sides of the same coin. They were Qui Gon was also disillusioned by the Jedi Council, and he was seeing the writing on the wall of the Republic not really working for the people, and um, you know, the the Jedi kind of serving the Senate rather than the Republic and, and all these things. And that those are the exact same complaints Dooku had. And that's even what Dooku said to Obi-Wan, you know, like uh, Obi-Wan says, Qui-Gon never would have joined you. And, you know, well, maybe you didn't know him as well as you thought. Right. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's very mm-hmm. similar to how we've said this before that Maul and Ahsoka are kind of the same exact two sides of the same coin kind of abandoned mm-hmm. by their uh, masters and, and uh, recognize the faults of the people in charge and all these things. And they were so close to uh, being on exactly the same page, but they're just like mm-hmm. a degree off, you know, they're not polar opposites. Yep. They're r- way closer to the same. Same with Qui-Gon and Dooku. They're way closer to the same yep. than they are to opposites. So at the first... Oh, go ahead, Josh. I was just going to say, it just makes me... When you say them, like Qui-Gon and... I mean, Dooku was still even saying, like... With, that, what does he say when he has uh, Obi-Wan in the... in like the? He says, like, Qui-Gon, I wish he was here right now. I could use his help. Yeah. Like, when mm-hmm. he has him shackled up. It's like, yep. yeah, I think... And I think that's what Qui-Gon did a lot for, for Dooku a lot of times. At least until Qui-Gon was old enough to become his own master and have his own apprentice and we even see that in that conversation with him and yaddle a little bit later on um because he speaks very highly of obi-wan and, and even dooku was like oh man he's like dude he's like i can't wait to meet this obi-wan you Which, make him sound funny. like a great guy yeah. and like um and he, he keeps him because he does meet him yeah and uh <laughs> He, he's he's like you speak so highly of him which he says later on to obi-wan when he's in the thing he's like qui-gon always spoke so highly of you but i think qui-gon kept dooku pretty balanced when he was a, a padawan and, and you do get this conversation at the end of that first episode of the two of them i wonder if any meaningful change will come of this is that why you took action into your own hands your actions saved many lives today Just thinking in the moment, Master. Well then, you're a much wiser man than I, Qui-Gon Jinn. Thanks to your teachings. And that, you know, 
Qui-Gon is very humble and he's very respectful of Dooku and Dooku recognized that. And he's like, look, you, you're doing a good job of keeping me in check of not going rogue and doing these things. But yeah, um, those are both references to, uh, to episode one too. Like, uh, Qui-Gon says the same thing that Obi-Wan, like you're a much wiser man than I. And he also, Mm -hmm. there's a whole little monologue about like living in the moment and making decisions in the moment and recognizing the living force. And so, yeah. Yep. So episode two, we get into... Well, they're both uh, senator investigations. You know, the first one, they go to investigate yes. a kidnapping of a senator's son, and they find out the reason that the senator's son got kidnapped is because he's exploiting and misrepresenting and taking advantage of his constituents, and they're living in the poorhouse and can't feed themselves. And so we get mm-hmm. to the second one, where Mace Windu and Dooku are investigating an ambush of a... Uh, of uh, another another uh, Jedi Jedi who was mm-hmm. supposedly protecting a senator, and they discover that it was the senator's guards that took out the Jedi, so they could strong arm the senator into, uh, I guess, promoting their agenda because the senator was mm-hmm. doing pretty much the same exact thing. He was exploiting his people and taking advantage of them and uh you know not doing his job a jedi master katri and they were basically bringing her body back to the jedi temple and dooku wants to investigate whereas mace is very by the book well that's not our assignment our assignment is to pick up katri and bring her back home and that was about well, and this it, is so. why dooku's getting disillusioned because all these people are just like well, the Senate told the council to go pick up the body and the council told me to pick up the body. So I'm going to go pick up the body and I'll just fly it back home and we'll have us a funeral. And Dooku's like, well, the point of what we're doing here is to keep peace and figure out what happened and take care of people. And we're not doing that. You know, you can't bureaucracy. It isn't going to work at this granular level. You know, if, if we're going to just do good in a broad sense, then, you know, there has to be some nuance. You can't just Mm -hmm. have these black and white rules. And that's, you know, a huge problem that, you know, uh, ultimately the Jedi all die. So serves them right, I guess, in that respect. Well, and I, that's, that's the thing is it's hard to kill a Jedi, right? Like it shouldn't be that easy. So Dooku recognizes that the circumstances must have been pretty dire for the Jedi to get killed and the senator get away. Like, what happened here? And and he's questioning it. And I I loved this episode because it's a great little fight scene between with Mace and Dooku against the security guards and how they figure it out, right? That whole scene was great. Mm -hmm. And you get those assassin droids that kind of plop down and they dispatch those pretty quick. The biggest thing that I didn't like with this episode was the security guard, Samaj, who kind of initially explains to him, this is why we did it. And then later on, you see him in prison and he's talking to him when he's got him locked up. And he's he basically said, Duke says, oh, your points are very interesting. And I find but your tactics are probably not the right way. Dooku is a smart enough character to figure this out on his own. And he already started to figure this out on the own, his own. I, I don't know the security guard on a, on this planet was the push that he needed to figure this out. But that's kind of the way to me anyway, that it painted that picture, like interpreted it, like the light bulb went on in Dooku's head, like, Oh, now I get it. Like 
the security guard shouldn't have caused that, right? Mace's responses I didn't, to everything I didn't that you questioned should have kicked it that I way. I felt like he was already there, and this is just like more fuel to the fire. He's mm-hmm. realizing that uh, the the people are actually at their wits' end. It's not just him. At, you know, you can see things getting rocky from the top before you know people mm-hmm. actually start resisting. Um, and, and he sees that, you know, this is costing lives and people are now like taking up arms to fight for themselves. Uh, and he's, that's why he tells him, you know, your idea, your ideology while faulty does have its point. I don't condone your methods, but you had every right to protect your planet and make sure your people don't lose heart and evolve. So he's saying, be ready for the fight. He said, make sure your Mm -hmm. people don't lose heart. Um, it's the only way you'll truly have victory. I say that for all of us. He knows it's coming at this mm-hmm. point. He's already prepared for that, but he thinks he's going to be on the fight on the side fighting for good to overthrow this government and reinstitute one that's actually <laughs> for the people. Uh, you know, the, the separatists Ow. meant well. Yeah, they meant mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Uh, the, the other best line. Of this whole episode, to me, the Jedi are lapdogs of the Senate. Their bidding always comes first. It's evident throughout the galaxy. The Jedi claim peace, but mostly keep law and order for the rich and powerful. Boom. Mm -hmm. Right to their face. And it's true. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I want to play this little bit with um, Mace and uh, and, uh, Dooku in the beginning, and then I want to play the little snippet at the end here's the the first part of that episode why are you concerning yourself with these questions the council gave us our instructions to return master Ketri's body to the jedi temple so she can have a proper burial but something more should be done since we are not members of the council we cannot involve ourselves in local political skirmishes unless requested by the jedi high council or senate my friend Your devotion to rules is sometimes inspiring and sometimes maddening. And he said, he's like, dude, he's like, rules are made to be broken, baby. Yeah. Um, So that was him on there on the ship and they're going out there. That was the beginning of this episode. And then here's Dooku and Mace having this conversation at the end of this episode. And he, he really basically lays it out for him and questions the Jedi. The council will have questions. I believe they'll be happy to know that we solved Master Catry's murder. But will they be happy with your tactics? I have no problem explaining myself. Love that. Now let me ask you one thing. Proceed. Do you think the Jedi will truly keep peace if they continue to take everything the Senate says as law? Luckily, we are guided by our council and not by politics. Nor ego. Boo. Mm-hmm. I just had to play that because I want more people on the uh, down with Mace Windu side. So not um, guided by TC Carson, great actor, yeah, right. plays plays Mace great. Um, but yeah, I just it's it's a flip flop from what he says in the beginning. He's like, oh well, we got to obey the council's rules and we got to do this and. And then at the end, he's like, well, luckily we're not, you know, guided by the Senate and politics and what the- no, you are like, that's exactly what you're doing. You're going to help all these, to your point, Kyle, rich and powerful senators mm-hmm. achieve what they want. Uh, my son's been kidnapped. Go help him. Well, why was your son kidnapped? I don't know. Like they just took him. Go get him. Okay. 
It's it's ridiculous. The police are just private security for the wealthy. Justin, everybody knows that. It's ridiculous. Um, and that, does anybody have anything else about episodes one and two? Because this is the third one is sort of where it all comes to mm-hmm. a head. I I well at the beginning I was thinking like I was getting a buddy cop comedy vibe like you know I was waiting for one of them to say I'm getting too old for this sh- shit yeah <laughs> the lethal weapon like which I saw thing, something yeah. that like when Riggs and Murtaugh <laughs> were too old for this shit they were 34 years old like they're not even old <laughs> yeah yeah uh, supposedly <laughs> they're making a fifth one of those because we need that. Well, oh yeah, my great! Was it in the nursing it, home? Stay in the eighties. Um, solving crimes in the nur- who stole extra lethal plenty? weapon five. Actually, too old for this <laughs> shit. <laughs> we are finally too old for this. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's go to let's go to episode three, Kyle, because this was this one was off the chain. This was great. We start off with the chain off the chain. We get hook. we see who is responsible for deleting. Uh, the Jedi Dooku, archive right record. Uh, we with, we knew, dog. We already with Sifo-Dyas access code mm-hmm. removing Camino from the Jedi database. Mm-hmm. But the, it's, it's split. It's weird because the the intro to this episode was like halfway through it. It's split. The first half is everybody uh gossiping around the water cooler about Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon Jinn, who's so dramatic supposedly saw a Sith Lord on some backwater outskirt planet called Tatooine. Yeah, he's got an overactive imagination. Yeah. Uh, So nobody's really buying it, or maybe not nobody, but not everybody's really buying it. Uh, Yaddle is a little sympathetic, and we get uh, the first inklings that she's seeing some writing on the wall and not feeling real good about uh, how things are going, and that's about it, right? That we get that little interaction with Qui Gon and Dooku, where he says uh, he's really happy with his new Padawan and, and can't wait to meet him, and that's funny mm-hmm. a little bit. And boom, cold open, and we cut to uh, now Qui Gon's dead, stabbed through the heart by a definite Sith Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. Um, you know, and he's. Having that conversation, we, we see Sidious and in the conversation with him, and he's basically saying, well, you know, you lost one, I lost one. It was for the greater good of what we're trying to accomplish, and it balances out, and and it's no big deal. Like, don't sweat yeah, it. Duke didn't really like that um, answer. That's kind of a low thing to say. No, he didn't. Although he didn't, he still blamed the Jedi for not listening to Qui-Gon and Maul for killing him, mm-hmm. and not really Sidious that much. For orchestrating like. the enough. entire thing. Yeah. yeah. He's blinded by it, but... Uh, you know, he said Dooku was already over it. He's already he's already completely done with the council because even in the first half, he says, you know, he was there to confirm that the council's refusing to see the encroaching darkness. He knows that the evil is coming and he knows that they don't see mm-hmm. it. So I think he's a little bit blinded by that, too. Now, um, you know, it's like once you decide somebody's a jerk, you're going to assume everything they're doing is being a jerk, even if they're maybe not. Um but yeah, Yaddle follows him, and she overhears this whole conversation, uh, and now she realizes what is up. Mm-hmm. She gets that feeling, kind of tags. She just follows Dooku, um, mm-hmm. does a little recon, and then finds out. When you can tell Dooku's questioning, you know, if he's doing the right thing. He's really like kind of on a on a knife's edge here. He's 
Sifo Diaz, Camino, the clones. I've betrayed everyone and everything I know. That's rough. That's rough. How many? When have you died can tell she's picking up actions? on that too. Yeah. She's picking up mm-hmm. on his guilt, and because she still thinks she can turn him back, because that's. I mean, well, one, she pretty much says that, but also just to be like, I'm here, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it yeah. just like so many times we were so close to 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 stopping this whole thing before it happened, you know, like if Maul if Ahsoka and Maul had just gone, they they might have been able to take him out. Dooku and and Yaddle together here, maybe they would have had a chance. I mean, I you also you don't know, Sidious cut right through um Maul and Savage and and took care of Yoda, so maybe they could have mm-hmm. done it either. But uh, so many times, well, this and, whole thing was and Kit Fisto so and all those exposed. Well, yeah, all, people, and all the yeah. tier two guys, <laughs> <laughs> tier two guys, yeah. and all the second string. Um, yeah, and that's always the the rub, right? Is the Jedi think they can do it by themselves and make it t- cause the turn and turn the other one to good. And it's just not enough. It's never enough. Yeah. And this could have been, this could have um, been close that, though, you know, like, cause sometimes I think, well, maybe it all had to fall for them to, for it to be built back up better. Um, but maybe if they, if Yaddle and, and Dooku had been able to take take a Sidious out here, then they would have forced everyone to see, you know, cause she, like Josh was saying, right. she says, Whatever lies he's told you, whatever you've done, you can make up for it now by bringing him to justice. She was trying to be like, look, man, we we can figure anything out at this point if we stop it from going any further, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, it was sad to me because he, uh, he was too mm-hmm. far gone at that point. And then we get a nice little lightsaber battle and Yaddle goes down swinging like a boss, but she goes down. That whole scene, though, where she, you think she's gone because they crushed her, and then she opens the door oh, again. That the, was pretty with cool. The great, um, with the great music, it was very tough. And and you know, another great line in there. Remember what you told me: the Jedi blindly serve a corrupt Senate that fails the Republic it represents. <sighs> that's why the. That's why we had the separatists, man. It's, that mm-hmm. hurts. Hurts. Well, and Yaddle admits she left. She left the council. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She says, "I'm not on the. I, I opened up my seat on the council. I'm not there anymore. I'm I'm on your side." And she's like, "But we, there's a better way to do this, and a right way to do this. And this is not. And we got the all this new take. canon with why, why, what happened to Yaddle? You know, why wasn't she on yeah. the council anymore? Where did she go? And I'm so can, glad that she got a story. Me too. Can mm-hmm. I bring up the elephant yeah. in the room though? Uh, oh, she talked. Why does she talk like that? Or better yet, I don't know. why does Yoda talk like that if she doesn't? <laughs> so the thing that I saw circulating was that it depends on who you learn basic from, and and that the person that Yoda, like his master, uh, talked like that. So that's why he talks like that. What I don't like it. By the it time they like... get a master, they've already been through like years and years of yeah. like. Yeah, but remember, we we, we we don't we don't know how long we don't know how they're like how they develop their speech. There was like a source, I, and I was trying to find it. Um, somewhere it says that Yoda didn't start talking until he was like a hundred. And so you're telling well, me mean, he Grogu's had one 50? person speaking English to him for a hundred years, and that's who he learned. That makes no sense to me. I don't like it. 
I don't know. It's a weird okay. thing. I don't know why they wouldn't have just said like, hey, Bryce, we're going to come in. We're going to give you this awesome story for Yaddle, uh, and you got to talk like a bit of a weirdo because that's what they do. So I just <laughs> right. wish they did that. No, no hate. I, I'm not quitting Star Wars. I don't need anyone to be fired <laughs> over it. Uh, I just don't really like it. Uh, yeah, we we've talked about that before. Like, right? There's the one that goes to college, and everybody else is didn't make it. Like, maybe Yaddle was the one that made it to college and yeah, got the education, I, I and she you speaks know, perfectly I mean, fine. Yoda didn't make it there, but he's a badass Jedi. So, um, I don't know. I, I yeah, I I had a. It is weird because for um, most, and it's not like she had to live like most like species have the same kind of diction and accent. That's just the way Star Wars generally does it. Um, and they didn't this time. I don't know why. It was weird, especially because the there's only three the of them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. No, I and I get it, and it and it doesn't mean like she had to have like kind of the scratchiness or the, no, the, the groveliness that Yoda addiction, has, but she the, could have mixed the yeah, words the weird, up. Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> uh, weird, whatever construction. Like I still get what you're, yeah. I get what you're trying to say, but um, yeah, but uh, here's, let me, let me play just a little short clip of Yaddle here in, uh, in this third episode. She's the one that just, I am right on your side. side I stepped down from my position on the council. You were right about so many things. The council should have listened. Qui-Gon did not have to die. I mean, perfect diction Pulls there. At those heartstrings. did not have to die. Qui-Gon. He, the, yeah. One of the best Jedi. And I love to, um, I love to see... More like Neem. Qui-Gon. Oh, too soon. <laughs> uh, it was only a long, <laughs> long time ago. Um, I... <laughs> Uh, I love to see Liam Neeson on board with Star Wars, though. So this is this is two times yeah. in quick succession. We've got Liam Neeson as Qui Gon Jinn. I love it. Yep the uh, the whole conversation between Dooku and the Emperor were great. I loved Dooku though. Right before he uh, gives the axe to Yaddle, and he's walking up and he says, "I only want to bring peace and order to the galaxy." And Yaddle, your new republic. So many- oh, sorry, different one. Right. Yeah. Your new empire. <laughs> Yeah. Already so many have suffered for what you call order. And then he says, then let me give you peace, Master Yaddle. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's cold. A dirt nap. Yeah. It's too oh. bad. <laughs> yeah. She went out. To, um, she went down swinging, though. She was fighting the good fight. She, she was did. a true believer. I'm mad respect for Yaddle. She got a she got a good yes. send off. More than just uh, like a two second shot in the background of a movie where she like angles her head with a weird look on her face. It was fantastic to, to get some Yaddle time. So, and there we go. Anything else, um, anything else on, uh, tales of the Jedi that we missed or that you guys want to throw out there about one hour of cartoons for an hour and a half. So I think we covered it. Boom. (laughs) This was good stuff though. I, the, the Dooku episodes were great. We're really good. Um, the, the one shot when, Yaddle and Dooku finish up the conversation right after Qui-Gon and Yaddle goes one way down the hallway and Dooku goes the other way down the hallway. It's light over where Yaddle's walking mm-hmm. to and it's dark over where Dooku is walking to. And I just thought that was a great juxtaposition of yeah. the characters like moving into those That's different direction directions. Right there. It was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was beautiful. So well, let's, uh, let's wrap this up and call it a show. <laughs> what do you say? You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home.
that was our recap of Tales of the Jedi, um, all six episodes of it. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, if you guys have questions on Tales of the Jedi or you want to hear us answering questions on it, send them in. Um, Outerandbeacon at gmail.com. You can find us anywhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Outer and Beacon. Um, my name is Justin. I'm one of the hosts. You can find me at I am the Bendu on Twitter. Where are they going to find you guys at? This is Josh, and I'm Battle of Taneb on Instagram and Twitter. Hi, uh, my name's Kyle, and I am KB underscore legend on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, as always, get out and do something Star Wars-y. Everybody stay safe, um, and hope you guys have some good holidays coming up and take some time for yourselves and for your families. Um, we're going to be here a little bit recording. Uh, I don't know. We might take a little bit of a break in there. We'll see. We're going to talk about it. Probably but, not. I have no life. Uh, so. after that, we got Bad Batch to dive into. And, uh, I am, I am, oh, no, I am so super nice. excited about some Bad Batch. It's going to be um, Vita or than maybe the, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got some bad batch coming up, baby. So uh, I'll, I'll save you from the uh, the A team intro for right now, but it's coming. Can't it's wait. coming, you guys. <laughs> As always, may the force be with you. The Jedi blindly serve a corrupt senate. Always. I'm getting too old for this shit. Still, I really am. My back kind of hurts. All right, bye. <laughs>